0: Hi, I am Alu, and I'm your host at FitArobic. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat, the podcast by Fitero.
1: Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat by Fit Aerobic. If you're looking to improve your health and well-being to lead a healthy, fit, and fulfilling life, whether you're an amateur or a professional athlete, this podcast
0: is for you. Now, on to the show. Among the modern-day fitness programs, the traditional Indian way to stay fit has been lost. It is long due for all of us to go back in history and learn how India's, India's great kings and queens remained fit and were able to perform unimaginable feats. Today, I'm joined by uh, Abhinav Kadambesh, a Sanskrit pundit and a former art conservator, and Krishna Raja Ganeshan, previously founding member at ZipStack. He is also a holistic fitness trainer and a pahelvan. Avinav and Krishna have recently assumed their new roles as founders at Bharatiya Fitness who are striving to democratize Indian physical culture. Welcome Krishna and Avinav. From the ancient techniques what are the key takeaways uh, that we can stay motivated to pursue our fitness goals?
1: When you look at the ancient techniques we uh, realize that uh, primarily Uh, they help us to attain our purpose whatever it is that we have in life so it's like a two-way street it's like it's very synergistic approach so when you are clear about your purpose your fitness method that you're going to choose will be clear and when the fitness method is clear it is going to help you with your purpose so it is like synergistic it keeps helping and uh, when you take up uh, any method any ancient traditional fitness method, you realize that it's not just the body that is doing the work. It is your breath and it is your mind. So all three, as Krishna just said, so body, breath and mind all combine together and they function in the same direction. When all of them are in synchrony, we see that uh, our clarity in life improves tremendously. We are no longer carried away or distracted by Uh, anything that comes from outside. We are not distracted by fads or trends. So it's not like immediately somebody comes and brings out a new kind of a technique, like say beer yoga, goat yoga, dog yoga, something like this. They bring out some kind of a trendy thing. You won't get distracted because you know that what you're doing already works for you. And because it's already working for you, uh, you will always try to do it with so much clarity that you will try to include it as part of your lifestyle every day. And because it's part of your lifestyle, now you will always be able to look for uh, methods or uh, alternatives where you can take up when your necessary equipment is not available. For example, uh, when you are working in the gym, you are looking for weights to be distributed around an axis or some kind of a handle in a certain way. If you go outside, you won't find it as part of the natural environment. There are very few places where you will find any object which is similar to a dumbbell. But when you look at mudgara, when you look at the stick that we are using, when you look at any other equipment that we are using, all of that will be essentially part of the natural environment if you are living in a simple lifestyle. You will always be able to do things with minimal equipment. Minimal uh, device interference will be there. And so what I'm trying to say here is that um, when we are given this kind of wisdom, when we are empowered to uh, see the purpose behind each and every exercise or each and every equipment, we will now be able to do things on our own. We will be able to modify it to suit our needs. So, there is this one specific inspirational uh, lesson from the life of uh, Acharya Thirumalai Krishnamacharya, who is considered to be uh, one of the greatest yogis of modern times. So when he was in his late 90s, so this was uh, after his uh, wife passed away and uh, he was no longer actively teaching. So when he was going to sit down on his bed, uh, unexpectedly the bed was about 8 inches away. So when he sat down, he fell down on the floor so hard that he had broken his hip bones. So they took him up and they placed him back on the bed and they wanted the doctor to treat him. But he said no to the doctor and over the next few weeks, he devised his own uh, personal asana plan in order to fix his hips. And within a span of a few months, uh, maybe three, Uh four or five months, he fixed his own hip bones without interference of the doctor. So there was no cast foot, no plaster of Paris, nothing was done, no plate was placed. Uh, Mind you, he was in his late 90s at that point of time. So this was a few years before he passed away. And he was able to recover from it fully. So that is the level of empowerment we get. In the past also in villages, this is how it used to be. People were empowered enough through wisdom to take care of themselves. They knew how to take care of themselves because they knew how each and every equipment, each and every exercise, each and every movement worked on their body, their breath and their mind. Uh, very
2: good, very inspiring. So one thing I see from a fitness perspective, how it has helped me is, basically it yeah. is rajasic in nature. You you stay motivated always. True. Achieving your goal on a daily basis and then improving it. So incremental nature is common in any traditional practice. For example, you do five dance today, you should do at least seven tomorrow. That is how your traditional workout yes. functions. The next thing is, because of this knowledge, I have not go- gone to doctors like in the past for seven years or so. I have never been to a doctor. So because I am taught how to work with my body, I understand my body, what I eat, how I function. So I have never been to a doctor. So there is no external pharmaceutical support I need. Because anything that is pharmaceutical has a side effect. So we need to get around that perspective also. And mainly, your mind is always... Focused on what you can do next. I don't lag behind. I don't complain about oh, my body is tired or I don't know what to do uh, because your training takes care of that. Your performance is taken care because you are fueled with that energy. Now you are looking forward on what what to do next. What book can I read? What can I remember? So this is how thought process changes. And since you are in touch with people who you practice, is a community-based setup only. So you will know what your positive attributes are. You will keep improving. You take on challenges with the other person who is training with. So this sort of a culture where you, this is like a daily battle. Life is a daily battle. So every time you sleep, you die. The next day is a new day. That is how it should be. This process has made my life personally very interesting. People always complain they don't have time. Uh, I have I have a wife, I have two daughters who keep running. I can't match their energy levels. But still, 40 minutes, 45 minutes a day, I give. And my rest of the day is taken care of. And this basic attitude of uh, negativity in terms of thinking, I think training just erases. You'll see what your capability is, what you're able to perform, how you're able to. Because naturally, for someone, I can give you testimonial stories, but it will be advertisement. In the classes we took itself, <laughs> but still, for someone who is struggling to do five ends, now that guy is doing yeah. thirty five in a set, which is very good.
0: Absolutely.
2: In a span yes. of two months, he is able to scale up there. So this yes. is the progress we want. The next time I we go, I, I every time when I am on a session with them I challenge him: Who is doing more? True. This is how it should be. You know it is fun to do. They enjoy the sessions, True. and also reposting is also very very important. How you should take rest. It is all methodical, and with the approach like you. First asked difference between traditional fitness and the current gym culture. We don't, The goals are as he mentioned. Purpose as he cleverly mentioned. Purpose is not aesthetics in traditional fitness. Strength is the purpose because health will not stop diseases. Only strength can stop diseases. When strength is attained, naturally you will stay fit and healthy. And there is no uh, lat length bicep length. You don't need that for to stay fit. Your body is unique because you are simply a reputation of your DNA. What your forefathers did, traditional fitness, that is what I am trying to do. I am trying to do what my forefathers did to stay until their 90s or 100. Average age was that. But now, you see, even the top bodybuilders, surprisingly, what my Guruji has taught me is being happy is the goal of life. This is This is what you eat two rotis, you're happy about eating it, your body will take care of the rest.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Very true.
2: So, this is the knowledge we are trying to know, spread. This is the culture we want everyone to follow. This is not that hard. Staying true no, to absolutely. yourself, staying true, true to your culture, this is what makes, I think, India special, I would say.
0: Absolutely. And you, you talked about a lot of things uh, in today's conversation. So, one of the things is uh, mistakes. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you would want people to avoid when they are trying to get fit?
2: First thing, every exercise has their own set of repercussions. For example, you do a barbell rose. Barbell rose isolates. And the key difference between traditional fitness and gym culture is there is no isolation of muscle. You isolate one particular muscle. What is happening to the shock your body is experiencing as a system? Your protein depletion happening in your biceps when you are doing a curl. Your body is searching for protein below your thighs to fulfill that requirement. So this isolation in every part of the body, what it causes is depletion of nutrients from the inside. So you have some milk, normal milk, packet milk. The sulfate component creates, your body is taking in extra minerals from your bones to digest it. On top of it, you you can observe it in the nature of how a gym person looks. You can see a visible change in the shape of their knees. There will be a shrinkage. So why not? Why why wouldn't they get arthritis? Nutritional osteoporosis is common among women now. So we see the data is telling this. It is not us doing anything. We saw the data. We saw there is clearly a need for fitness. And that is why a lot of personally, I I think I got personally affected because a lot of people I know, they had Mm -hmm. spine injuries. Sedentary lifestyle is causing all this. And sitting is as dangerous as smoking. I would say even more dangerous. So we have to somewhere around. I woke up like seven to eight years ago. I think I woke up from my slumber. You know, I I keep triggers in my mind that you don't train on a daily basis, you're going to die soon. Because I might I might sound a bit harsh setting these triggers, but it is true. Uh, a strong mind is requires training. You what you read matters. Absolutely. What type of content you consume matters. A lot of things. Yes. And with traditional fitness, the main key goal that you are given is to focus on yourself. That is where your journey starts now. Every I don't do enough counts. I when I get on a call with my fellow mates in my Akada, they shout at me. They give me galis. Mm-hmm. I take break from my training, they give me this is this is how it is supposed to be. You're not giving sure. that input, you can't expect output from your life. Because ladna to rose ka cheese you're absolutely. fighting with your life every day you are more absolutely. stronger you fight life
1: more easily no
0: absolutely when you talk I mean, about other, you want to yeah yeah so yeah.
1: when you talk about other mistakes uh, to add to what he had mentioned i would say firstly don't try to follow any trends that you find on social media just because there's a hashtag right next to it yeah. just because some yes. actor or actress endorses it doesn't mean yeah. that that is definitely the one that is meant for you Because there are so many different uh, ways of uh, keeping the body, uh, head, fit and strong. Uh, There are a few um, what you call people who are considered to be influencers who are paid to promote certain fads. So this could be this fad could be to subscribe to one kind of a fitness model, fitness uh, system, or a fitness method. It can also be some kind of a. Promotion of supplements, nutritional supplements, which never before was available for Indians, never before was available for this country or that country. So they make sure to create some kind of artificial scarcity and try to sell it to us. But in fact, you see that that was never consumed by any of our ancestors in the past. Say, For example, you have whey protein. Whey protein mm-hmm. is something that is commonly found in uh, dairy dairy products. It, not everyone was able to consume yes. so much of dairy. So if you look at bodybuilders and this uh, fitness nutrition supplements, you'll see that yes. they will recommend consume whey protein a lot. That is okay. It is meant for certain people who are capable of digesting all that and building the body. So if you look at the lineage, the genetic uh, ability to do it, only a small percentage yeah. of the population is capable of effectively, efficiently converting that uh, edible protein into body protein. Not everybody is capable of doing it. And not everyone's body is meant for having so much of protein or so much of muscle in the body. So, some people are more efficient only in their uh, everyday life, in their professional life, only if they are lean. Some of them are able to efficiently uh, contribute to the society when there is a little bit of fat in the body. So, we should understand that each person has an optimal... uh, state in which they can function effectively and contribute to the society properly. And according to that, we should be consuming food, we should be practicing exercises, we should be doing our spiritual uh, uh, sadhana, whatever it is that we are pursuing. But if we are trying to just do whatever the other person is saying, just because your favorite film actor has come and promoted it on television, doesn't mean that it is meant for you. So I would, yeah, on, the absolutely.
2: only thing I would say is don't fall for fads, don't fall for hashtags. Yes. Yeah, the templated approach is actually very boring. There is an exercise called Arnold Press. Oh, they raise the dumbbell uh, to bring it back. Thousands of bodybuilders did it before Arnold. It was never called Arnold Press back then. Okay. They simply called Dumble Races. Uh-huh. Arnold did a lot of commercials in Japan, which never got released in US. I saw one commercial today. So this is what the industry does to common men because Absolutely. they want a template to push in. Say IT training is very, really, really bad for your heart because for someone who has not, who has been 108 kgs, for example, I get we get a client who is 108 kgs who wants to do 50 kgs the next six months. First thing I would ask them to do is I'll understand what their lifestyle is, what their breathing pattern is. I wouldn't ask them to run in the first day. A small heart pumping blood throughout this humongous amount of flesh, you are putting their total body system under risk. And what about their knees? If they are reduced, you will see that the shape is little totally aligned. The alignment is little, totally changing now. And they'll do one more surgery. And the fat is gone to take off this uh, stretch marks and all. They'll do another very artificial way. Which is like, yeah. I, I don't think a body needs a needle to do anything extraordinary. You train naturally. Your, your body is very uh, you are a smart machine end of the day so yes. what is happening to the smartness when you are subscribing to things that are hazardous true cool. So this is the question I ask myself this this should be asked by everyone on a daily basis <laughs> Absolutely. where you assess your body where you assess the inputs you are giving because your body is uh-huh. end of the day it's a divine thing and in our culture we always we always believe God resides in every one of us. Aham Brahmasmi is what we believe. You don't treat God with pre-processed sugars. Actually, you know what? Breakfast was never the important meal of the day. It was done by a New York Mad Street guy in the 60s. And in conglomeration with all the manufacturing companies. Okay. Like cereals, a lot yeah. of uh, bacon companies and all that. Yes. Now, my mother says you should never skip breakfast. I don't know why, where she got it. And I say this is the story behind, is not ready to test meat. <laughs> this is the problem we are currently facing. Breakfast so, is never the important true. meal. So, this very is true. one example. So, what about our lifestyle? It is dictated, no? Absolutely. You're not in staying fact, true, are true to. Yes. Of,
0: in fact, there are a lot of research that also has happened, even in the West uh, hmm. now, that claims that or that suggests that breakfast is not the most important meal of the day and uh people can choose it it's based on their it's only like if someone is uh, involved in say a lot of physical activity obviously they need to have something in the morning so that they have enough fuel in the body to perform or to continue their body to keep going otherwise it will uh, reduce their performance and it will affect them uh, in a i mean in a bad way definitely
2: uh, as you said this gap in knowledge you know we have to find ways to cement it in the first place true. absolutely i absolutely. think it will re- it, it requires a lot of habit breaking also you know, which is the hardest part you're used your body is used to having breakfast at 8:30 in the morning the first two days of changing it, it it that that thing is like very shocking not many not many would take
0: that leap absolutely so with that i'll uh, move to the next one and it's a very interesting question uh for you you talked about martial art you talked about kalari puttu syllabum and there are a lot of uh, other exercises or the other forms of indian uh, traditional way of exercising that you offer including yoga mugdarsh sena board meditation so it would be good to understand what are the common elements across all these different forms, uh, that helps or that could help anyone to wake up every morning and uh, get into the fitness journey. One
2: common element across all these modules is a lot of uh, animal movements is common. Interestingly, because this is coming from ancient days, there is a pattern. Uh, if in Kalari Paietu and Silambam Tekkan Kalari and Silambam they have the nearly 80% of it it's the same workout
0: Okay. okay.
2: and then the pattern is like uh, your body is treated as one system and you exercise you don't isolate any particular muscle group that is causing cramps and all that and the breathing pattern is all very much clearly given you are able to focus on the exercise alone and you get the movement right you get the results, this is how it is and one beautiful thing about these equipments and all is also like this incremental model where you start something, you do it on a daily basis, and then you improve with time. You will evolve into uh, your routine will evolve with time. For example, if you go to a gym, you are doing a bicep curl. You start with five kgs. When you are doing at your peak performance of your body, will you do the same bicep curl at a 50 kg thing probably? If you are very good. But with traditional fitness module, you won't do the same exercise. After three months, you'll move to a different routine. And from then on, it is more about understanding your body and then how to improvise that exercise. For example, you start from a normal downward dog pose. When you're, aware, you're slowly growing, you'll do scorpion version, you'll do hanuman versions. And then when you escalate, you'll do handstand versions. This is how it goes. So the journey is always exciting. It is also very fun to do You keep challenging yourself. So when you take a break from training, you will not start there. You will start from the previous version where you were able to do a Hanumanthan version or somewhere Scorpion. So slowly. So this is how your understanding should be. Your body needs that rest. Your body needs to repose. And your body is always seen as in traditional May, anything you come here, your body is seen as a source of energy. With martial arts training, the physical fitness part of it, it increases your prana, it increases your breathing pattern. For a normal person trying to meditate, for a normal yoga asana person trying to meditate, and someone who has done traditional fitness and trying to meditate, there will be a tremendous difference in terms of focus alone. Your body will give you that energy. And in yeah. terms of strength, in terms of confidence, in terms of focus, you will see there is a direct link when you train. You will be Huge difference because I was 94 kgs when I when I stopped training after marriage. And then I went mm-hmm. to Varanasi and then I learned Kustis. I mixed I created a hybrid module with what I learned in silambam and Kalari when I started training. At the end of four months, I was 75 kgs. So I mm-hmm. trained only in like, probably one hour a day. Probably mm-hmm. I did not I did not do dieting. I was eating until my neck. Because while doing kusti, that is how you're supposed to have three meals a day yes. until the neck. Full, pura thali tha. Every time I, I, I eat, it was thali only. But people will not believe it if I say. Sarka will reduce. Your body will get into the state of movement that your body requires. For me, I can't do a lean routine altogether because I need to lift. Or because I do kusti work, I need to lift. <laughs> this is my body pattern. I have understood yes. my body well. I have understood my diet well. Now, this skill for me to gain It took certain amount of time, and it was not available. Also, it we had to we had to search, we had to discuss with few people and all this. Now that we have got it, we want to deliver it.
1: In in my observation, I would say that uh, so far, whatever I've been practicing and whatever I've also been learning from Krishna, practicing with him, I see that all of them have one specific pattern in common. All of them are associated with. Intentional movements synchronized with breath. And because it's intentional, so there is the mind's involvement. And because there is movement, there is the body's involvement. And because it's all synchronized with the breath, we see that all three are given equal weightage. And because of this, we see that there is no kind of uh, uh, conflict between any of these three. And when there is no conflict between each of these three, there is bound to be harmony. So the entire process of learning any martial art or any, sabna, any yoga practice, anything that involves the uh, mind, body and breath, we see that there is an increasing level of harmony which is attained at every stage of development in that process. And so far, whatever I've been doing and whatever I've been practicing, I realized that uh, there are some places where my asana practice is not given uh, that capacity. So sometimes I have to involve certain practices from uh, Kusti or uh, Silam or whatever he has taught me. I take it and I implement it and I see this there's a remarkable jump. There is a huge uh, leap that I make in my own asana practice. And sometimes my own pranayama practice from yoga, I use it for any of these lessons which I learn with him. I see there's a phenomenal difference. Uh, compared to a beginner, I'm not the same because I started learning martial arts only after meeting him just about six months ago. Yeah. So I see that there's a lot of uh, uh, cross support, some kind of uh, what you call uh, uh, helping from, I mean, the, each technique is aiding the new technique uh, when I'm learning something. So I see that when we mix up everything and we are clear about where we are coming from, this intentional movement along with breath becomes better and better. And because of this, the level of confidence starts becoming more and more. So we've noticed this in the children that we trained recently. Over a period of 10 days as a residential program, we were teaching them techniques from yoga practice, from silambam, from kusti, from animal movements and a little bit from Tai Chi also, we included uh, pranayama, asana, and chanting along with all of these. All of these gave such a beautiful uh, response that the Acharya who takes care of the Gurukula was so surprised and he was so happy with the way we had dealt with the kids for 10 days that now he is asked already that uh, we have to stay there for 4 months and teach them residentially. This is what he is asking for. So I think uh, this was a good the confidence booster for us to uh, make sure that what uh, it's like a validation for us, like uh, we're doing the right
0: thing. Absolutely. I think that's really great to know uh, and uh, amazing work that you guys are doing. So that brings me to the last question uh, for today. Uh, So, what are some of the recommendations would you like to give to someone who are wanting to start their uh, fitness and health journey?
2: Uh, First thing I would ask for, if it were up to me, I'll ask for an audit. I understand how their life is, uh, or their lifestyle. How? What are the pain points they have? What are the aches they feel? What are the things that are disturbing them? So, health reboot is a term we call it. We are coming up with a free consultation also for anyone who is ready to understand their body better in terms of traditional fitness, ready to offer the health reboot. So health reboot is simply a process where you evaluate where your health is currently at and then you make the possible changes you can and get started with the fitness journey. For example, someone who has very bad back, intense back pain because of bike riding, they can, they can firstly, they need to have a very good posture to maintain through it. So that is something called 20-20-20. The 20-20 rule, mein, okay. you have to twist it for your spine now. So what do you do after every 20 minutes? You stand up. One small reboot. It's, this will start showing results in three weeks time, four weeks time. So different okay. parameters. We need to understand uh-huh. what is causing this for their body and how exercise can help. That is the next stage. For every part, there is a strengthening routine. So you put that routine to one particular part. There is also uh, therapeutic yoga for that. When these two combine, you are not only making your body part stronger, you are also making your body part relaxed as well. So there is no tension. When you do it with the weight training, what you do is you are irritating the nerves inside. It's like pricking someone with a needle. You irritate, you inflammate. And tension surgery. This is what happens in the longer run. And our body is combined of a lot of gels that need to be there. We need oil to survive. So a lot of things at there is this understanding from Ayurveda and Siddha. We treat body as a combination totally. We don't see like how medicine is separated as pathology, pharmaceutical, and all this. We don't separate things. End of the day, you're one synchronous unit, no? Your body is that. So, when this strengthening is arriving to you, that is the most valuable thing you can invest upon. Uh, For anyone, you ask what are the investment plans, I think 98% of people will say something else. It will be mutual funds or bank. They don't tell their names. If if you ask me what my investment plan is going to be, I'll say it's myself. You work on yourself for the next six months, your life is going to be tremendous from then on No.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, that's absolutely true and uh, even from my perspective as well i always believe that investing in self is the best kind of investment that anyone can do obviously that money matters uh, and everyone uh, works to earn money but yes uh, health uh, takes a prior
2: yeah definitely I, I would say that if you have good health you can earn more money no that's it is equally Very proportional true. you have absolutely. good stamina you have more time to make money Warren Buffet, KFCs the one who the guy who started KFC they all they had they all had good health. that is why they are still millionaires now. true
1: So I would like to add to what Krishna has said when it comes to the first steps or the first things that you have to do when you are starting on your fitness journey. every fitness method or every fitness system will work. It's not that it won't work. every system will work. But will it work for you and are the results going to be suitable for you? Is it what you wanted? That is what you have to think about. So when you look for traditional, I I can't call it traditional gym, but at least I can call it the conventional weight training exercise regime that is generally recommended in gyms uh, are uh, usually associated with one kind of a result. So, the question should be, do you need that kind of a body? Is it suitable for your purpose in life? So, what will you do with such a body? So, you should uh, do thorough research before choosing to do it. I'm not saying that taking up a gym uh, membership is wrong, subscribing to these uh, systems is wrong. You should. I'm not saying that you should not have these proteins. You can do what you want to do because you have the capacity to do it and You are free to do it. It's it's a democracy. It's a republic. You can choose what you want to do. You have the rights to do it fully. But the question here is, did you do proper, necessary research? So did you do due diligence before getting into such a model? So that is the question. And what we are telling you from this perspective, that is uh, from Temple of Strength, is that uh, we are sure that what we are sharing with you will work because it has worked for all our ancestors for centuries, for millennia. So we are sure that it will work. And using this as our base, this as our valid means of uh, knowledge, we are proposing that you can choose to learn from us also. So anyone who wants to start their fitness journey, the only thing I'm saying is do your due diligence before choosing any method, any system, any nutrition plan, any. fitness instructor any fitness company anything any gym any conventional gym unconventional gym try new fad do anything you want to do but try to do due diligence this is all that i want to ask of any person interested in starting their fitness gym
0: sure thank you so much krishna and abhinav that was a pleasure speaking with you and i look forward to speaking with you once again uh thank you you thanks for having us namaste Stay. Stay. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to fitness pro chat by fit aerobic.
1: We hope you had key takeaways from today's episode and learn something new. Don't forget to download and subscribe. So you don't miss the next episode and leave us a rating review on your favorite platform. In the meantime, reach out to us on Instagram at fit aerobic or through our website, fit aerobic.com. And remember failures will only make you strong and better learned. Take care, stay healthy and live fulfilling life with fit aerobic